What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Colony fans, welcome to another episode of the Gold Standard, episode 39. In this episode, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the season only being a month away. Crazy. The the opener against our friends from the main (laughs) line and Villeneuve Wildcats. Yep. Um, We'll also talk about a few miscellaneous uh, items with Villanova. Um, we talk about, um, you know, John Rothstein's appearance in, you know, Philadelphia and his, you know, yearly trek, uh, preseason trek around Philly. Yep. Um, you know, we'll be talking about the potential starting lineup, um, some of the other stuff going on, um, the arena project, the open practice, um, some potential road trips, uh, for us maybe. Um, and yeah. Um, anything I missed that we're going to talk about? No, I feel like we have a lot of content to cover today, which for the off season can be, can be rare. Like sometimes there'd be nothing to talk about and we have to really pull at stuff, but we've got, we've got a nice little schedule here for everyone. Yeah. There's definitely uh, some juicy content out here for you guys. <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to make you guys wait any longer. So, like I said, um, opening days a month away. And, you know, we get probably our, I don't know, probably the biggest test all year in Villanova. So that's so exciting. You know, we're probably 30 some days away. I'll have a countdown, probably like 34, 35 days away. November 7th at Finner and Pavilion. It's not the Palestra, Colin Gillespie. Um, <laughs> so we tweeted uh, the other day about Villanova's Wildcat Madness. It's their preseason scrimmage it's where all the fans come out they usually bring out an artist that's of significance so they've had like drake Nicki minaj you know a real who's who and then this year they brought out meek mill and prior to the meek mill con concert or whatever they did they had a, a scrimmage and the fans after the first basket was made through streamers out onto the court now we don't know how they or, you know, how, how that went down. Like, did they explain to them? It's a big five tradition. It's really is, is represented when two big five teams play each other. They usually throw streamers out. And, and, and honestly, it's been going on for as long as we can remember, but after the first basket from either side, both teams and both fan groups would throw streamers. And so when we saw that, well, more specifically, when I saw that, I was a bit, I was a bit irked. I know people thought that that was a troll tweet and it definitely was because, you know, we played Villanova at the Palestra last season and Villanova also played Penn at the Palestra last season. But what I was getting at, what I was getting at here in the most troll way possible, I was, I was saying that Villanova hasn't had a home game at the Palestra in, in potentially years, decades, decades, decades. we, we can't, Rich and I were trying to find the last time Villanova decided 
we're going to, we're not going to have it at the pavilion. We're not going to have it at Wells Fargo center. We're going to have one of our home games at, at the Palestra for a big five game. And I just, we just haven't seen it. And, and, and when I see those streamers get tossed out onto the court, it just doesn't feel right to me because those same kids that are throwing streamers out onto the court have never thrown streamers out onto the court at the Palestra. They probably never stepped foot in the Palestra. I bet most of them haven't even been there. Yeah. They couldn't tell you how to get there. So that that's where I, I was coming from. And I, I obviously worded it in a fun way. And, and uh, we had a few notable Nova alums bite on the, on the tweet. Uh, none other than Colin Gillespie and Jalen Brunson, who were just two absolutely amazing guards for the Wildcats. They saw it um, and, uh, you know, tweeted about how they, they killed us last year at the Palestra and they <laughs> beat Penn too. And, uh, you know, of course they did. Of course mm -hmm. it did. But that wasn't the point of the tweet. That was not the point of the tweet. The point of the tweet was that Villanova only, only plays at the Plestra when it's convenient for them. Yeah, that's so that that is the Villanova mentality in a nutshell. Yeah. And you couldn't have summed it up any better than that. It's like, well, they don't need us. Like we need them. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's an honor to go to Villanova. It's always been that vibe. And you kind of feel like that. We'll play LaSalle when it's convenient for us. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't schedule us the year of COVID because it wasn't convenient for Villanova. Yep. So it just makes a lot of sense. And that's their mentality. Um, it's fine. They can sad. do what they want. Mm -hmm. They can do what they want. We just, we, we're taking notes. Yeah. We're taking I mean, notes and we know we we're, we're going to keep monitoring this as always. We'll see if, you know, Kyle Neptune can continue what, you know, Jay Wright left off. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, the gold standard, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll see. It's a high bar to, you know, to keep it going. Um, yeah. And but, it's great that we have them coming up as the first game of the season. So that was a nice little boost there for a little big five pep. You know, I, I yeah, think that that was, absolutely. it was two, it was, it had two purposes. My tweet was to try and incite the Nova fan base, which definitely got some weirdos yeah. uh, tweeting at us. Absolute weirdos probably have never been to the Plustra. And then, and then additionally, I wanted to just kind of up the ante, make this, this first game on November 7th, one to remember. And, and hopefully, hopefully LaSalle can keep it close and uh, people are become uneasy about Neptune taking the reins uh, from Jay Wright. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't oh, that yeah, be I interesting? Mean, oh yeah. That, yeah. I mean, just got yeah, like you said, this created a lot more buzz. I can't wait for November seventh at the pavilion. Um, one thing that uh, you didn't mention is um, our former head coach was at uh, a Wildcat Madness. Ashley yeah. Power, of course. I feel like he's you know been everywhere. You look you looking at Twitter posts, and there he is, and you know some gym, whether it's in you know Florida or you know Connecticut or you know he. <laughs> He, I feel like he's really run the gamut um, yeah. this offseason, so I give him a lot of credit. You know, he probably wanted to take time off, you know. I mean, I don't blame him, so, you know, it looks like he's enjoying life, so uh, got to, you know, got to give him credit. Yeah, he um, always has a home at Villanova. Yeah. We have exactly. seen him, uh, you know, working at other um, events that are from, you know, coaches that he's worked with or people that he knows. He's definitely making the rounds and connecting with people. Um, probably lining up that next gig, whatever it might be. I don't think he's going to be doing anything this season. You never know. I don't know if he's going to be on a bench this season. It would be really wild if he was on the bench November 7th. 
oh, for the yeah. Wildcats. That'd be, that'd be, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that'll happen. Uh, it would be, I would be stunned. But uh, next season, we really have no clue where he could end up. So um, we wish him all the best. It has just been interesting to follow him along. I, I think that if he had a choice, I would. If I were him, I'd want to work with Kyle at, at Nova, wouldn't you? I mean, if you if you were Ashley Howard, who where would you go? Where would you want to go? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess I want to know what my next step is. You know, if I'm Ashley Howard, do I want to be a head coach again? Do I want to yeah. be like a career assistant? So I guess I want to see, you know, do I have to change some of my game planning? If I want to be a head coach, I want to learn as much as I can from all of these, you know, bright minds, these young minds. Um, so I guess it depends if he wants to just be an assistant or, you know, ah, crap. You know, I wasn't that good at LaSalle. Let me learn as much as I can, you know, I'm competitive as hell. Yeah. And uh, let me get back at it. So I guess, I mean, I guess I don't know if I answer your question, but I guess it depends on what, what he wants to do after that. If he still, you know, wants to be a head coach again. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll be following along. Hopefully uh, he picks a spot that helps him grow and become that coach he's always wanted to be. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Yep. Lastly, so, about the tweet, when we're talking about the Twitter sphere and, and social media, uh, the Full 40 is a Villanova podcast that uh, we've connected with. They understand. They get us. Are they, they backed us up? Yeah, they backed us up. They know. We're, they, they, you know, shout out props. to the yeah. Full 40. Shout out to the Full 40 for knowing what we do uh, and telling all those other, all those, you know, crazy Nova fans that were in our mentions that this is what we do. This is what we do as, as a team that rarely wins basketball games. This is what we do. It's our brand point. It's our brand. Yeah. So hopefully we can connect with them on November 7th at the pavilion. Maybe we'll sit together. Who knows? So shout out full 40. It was great to, it's great to connect with uh, fellow big five guys, even if they are at Villanova. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the big five, um, John Rothstein tweeted um, that, and confirmed that the big five double header um, will be on November 30th, but uh, you know, Nova's not playing. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's, that's really, really, uh, I mean, I guess I'm just making a joke. So are we, we're playing temple, I think, and St. Joe's playing Penn. Is yep. that correct? Correct. That'll be fun. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't a Wednesday, man. Yeah. That's tough. That's, that's tough. Wednesday I, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's tough. I, I do. I do think it's awesome that they're doing it, but I really, really, really wish it was on a better day. It's going to hurt. The, the, the first game, I believe, according to Rothstein, the first game would be at six o'clock. Six and eight. That's six Nova and Temple. Eight? There's six and eight. Or, it's not that's, Nova. That's a little south. Temple. It's not Nova. <laughs> I'm thinking all about it. They're yeah. living rent free. They're in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> but six o'clock, not a great time uh, for, for that game. I, I don't think the crowd will be packed. I don't, I don't think we'll be packed in there, but no, you know, no we'll be there plus, yeah. six o'clock. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be taking there. the train probably from work, I would assume, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I do. I do think that this is a good step forward. And I do think Fran Dunphy is a big part of it. I think that without Fran, this probably wouldn't have happened, but uh, yeah, Mr. Big five himself yeah, for the five big schools or for the five big five schools are participating and, and that's that's good for me that's pretty good for me it just adds to the fodder that nova won't be there all right i just i'm gonna say like something ridiculous Ooh. um but like this, this is coming back to villanova okay. like i mean i know this is this is a really bad take but 
Um, I love how you're saying I'm just going to preface that. No, it's a bad take, but I, I, it makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> we keep on talking about Villanova, Villanova, Villanova. Like, I know this, whatever. Is there a way we can just like, I might get like canceled for this. Um, <laughs> is there a way we can just like kick them out of the big five, put Drexel in? Because I feel like Drexel would at least, you know, Drexel's in the city. And it's like Villanova wins the big five every single year. They're the most talented team. And I feel like, you know, we're not all beneath them like Villanova. I'm just saying, I wish, you know, I wish, you know, we could add Drex. We could have a three, you know, three teams playing. Maybe Villanova wouldn't, <laughs> Villanova wouldn't partake still. But I wish, <laughs> you know, Drexel was in this kind of mix because we're all, you know, more relevant. You know, have those five and then let Villanova you know, stay on the main line because it's like, oh, whenever it's convenient for them. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe this isn't super hot takey, but I, I just wish that, I mean, the big five is so like dead and irrelevant. I feel like in the, you know, Philadelphia landscape anymore, I just wish there was something to give it buzz. Um, yeah. I don't know if this double header will really do it or I just think, I don't know. I guess we just got to accept it what it is at this point, but um, I, I don't know. That'd be just something different. That's, that's a I'm wild. Just, I'm just thought. spitballing. It is a, that's a gnarly spitball. I'll say that. But you know what I mean though? Yeah. It's like you almost pencil it in. Villanova's going to big five this year. Villanova's going, at least, you know what I mean? All the other, it's like Temple, St. Joe, maybe, you know what I mean? It'll be different teams in the mix every year. Yeah. I do. Like it I means do agree. anything anyway, but I was just thinking about that, trying to bring some kind of relevancy to it. And I guess that's where um, that's where my mind uh, had it. I do agree that we we have to shake it up. I do agree that there that's, needs. I to guess be that's where it's coming from. Because like whole... Villanova is the most talented team. They're a top. I don't know. They're, they're top five, ten program in the country, or they were with Jay. We'll see if Neptune Neptune can continue that. Yeah. Well, I, I know Rich. That is a that is definitely a hot take. I definitely think people are going to be mad listening to that. Oh yeah, we'll get more. All those no people mentioned. Oh, they're gonna jump all, all at me. Oh, but, um, but it's interesting. No, but it, is, it, it makes sense. It kind of makes sense. It's not great. I mean, define it as you will. But I feel like there is some validity to what I just said. I think that it won't happen. Most people's responses to your thought would be, "Well, the other four need to play better," and and that's true. That's yeah, definitely yeah. probably no, the realest no, that's take. Fair. That's fair. That's the realest take mm-hmm. that these other four have just never even gotten close to Villanova in in any way. And it starts with the other four. So basically what you're saying is that if Drexel were to jump into the big five and replace Nova, that means that the rest of the big five isn't good enough to, to play well, yeah, against yeah, you're right, you're Nova. Right. And we're, we're, you know, we, we have, we've been downgraded mm-hmm. to play Drexel. Yes, it would, it would, it would increase the parity. It would definitely, um, you never know who would win that, that season, any given season, but it is a bit too crazy for most people to think. About. It doesn't. Re- it doesn't make it a better product because you're no. removed. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying. Oh yeah, I guess I was saying that. But I mean, it's, there is some legitimacy toward it. It won't it's, happen. It's a fun thought. And, yeah. And just to piss off Nova fans, it's. I love it in the sense that it's definitely going to anger some people. So let's let's, let's see how brand. people feel. Let's see. <laughs> I want everyone to chime in after this part of our podcast. Let us know how you feel about He's it. He's an idiot. <laughs> You can, you can use as colorful commentary as you'd like. Uh, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Should the big five subtract Nova and, and bring in <laughs> 215? <laughs> Strictly 215. I, I, I do think that, that is, that's probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. 
we chump Drexel all the time for not being in the Big Five. So the joke would be on us because we chump them all the time. Yeah, let's and then Drexel. You know, they're they're in Philly. Yeah, they're in Philly. Yeah, I know, I know, man. Oh boy, that was that was crazy. That was crazy, man. My my head is sp- still spinning from that. Rich. Yeah. Speaking of John Rothstein and you know him confirming the doubleheader for the Big Five game um, on November thirtieth. He was. He also made his yearly, you know, preseason trek to Philadelphia, where I think he started at Villanova. Um, then he went to Temple, then was Sal, and then St. Joe's. Um, and one of the things that I was surprised about, you know, I was like, we were looking at his tweets, and like he'll make these yearly stops every year, and you can almost like type into Twitter, and it's like, oh, this year he thought the lineup was that. Or like the greetings from 20th and Alany, greetings from, you know, North Philadelphia. But one thing he surprised me was, you know, starting lineup prediction of the Drame twins. Is it Rokas Jokas? Yes. Rokas Joshus is probably how it's it's pronounced. We still don't know the official pronunciation, but. Okay. And Josh Nickelberry and Cleo Brantley. And it seems like there's raving reviews about Rocious Jokus. I'm gonna, you know, butcher his name. Um, we got to get used to it. If 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 John Rothstein is right here, he's gonna be a starter. So we've got to get we've got to nail this. So yeah. Rocious Jokus, I believe, is how Rokas it's pronounced. Jokas. And we'll, okay. we'll we'll confirm that on the Twitter. We'll we'll ask LaSalle Men's Basketball official account to uh, give us a pronunciation. I think that they'll okay. oblige. Okay, we'll get the phonetic spelling and everything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I thought I would see Gill, maybe Brickus in there, um, maybe Mamadou. So I mean, that's very interesting, and that lineup looks very defensive oriented. You know, D- Dumphy's a, a defensive oriented coach. He's going to get yeah. the most out of his players. You know, he's going to, um, you know, coach them up. So I mean, I could see that, um, but. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised too. I was very surprised. And I was more I was also surprised about the Drame twins, both of them starting. I I thought that maybe there would just be one of them starting, but if the synergy's there, then go for it. These two have obviously played with play with uh, St. Peter's at a high level. So I, I trust that those two can probably play against anybody that we match up against. And additionally, the the other tweet that he had about Rokus Joshis, he I I think you know, John does take things a bit too far with his tweets, and that's you think? no secret to anybody. He said yeah. palpable buzz at LaSalle regarding Rokas Joshis is 6'10". Great potential. We'll be right in the mix to start as a freshman. Do you think that when John Rostein walked in there, like Rokas got like a really sick dunk or something, and like he just caught him at a good time? Or do you think that like it, it was legitimate? Because sometimes yeah, practices don't question. indicate indicate like absolute like certainty so they he probably walked in and it was like you know this team was xyz and rokas and the other team was xyz and so he he just put on a show maybe at that given time we don't know it, yeah, that's it, a great it's question. all it's all predictions and we know that i feel like half the time he says things he's usually wrong about them i i would you agree i feel like a lot of his stuff is just like yeah just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was like I was saying, like I was trying to look up, you know, the roster predictions after years, and I feel like he usually gets maybe four or five right. So he's, you know, in the realm, he gets, you know, most of the players right. But I'm very kind of 
interested because I feel like you did see a lot of um, stuff on social media on Twitter about <laughs> Rokas Joshus. Nice. Uh, I think you got it. Okay. I really do think that's his name. Okay. Rokas Joshus. So I feel like he, I could be wrong. Won't be the first time. Do you think he was the most highly regarded international guy we got? Because I feel like even though we got a bunch of them, I feel like you saw his face more than anyone else. And I feel like he might have been the most highly regarded. I don't know, you know, what rivals had all the different international guys that Dumphy got this offseason, but I feel like he's the most highly regarded. Do you agree with that? It's I mean, tough to say. It really is hard to say. It, but but you know what I'm saying, though? I, I do I do think there's value in the leagues that they played in in the past. And I think you might be right in that Rokas played in a tougher European league. He played for the second highest tier of the Lithuanian Basketball League. Okay. Do you think that that's – I mean, I don't know Lithuanian basketball. But do you think yeah. that's better than, you know, our, our other international friends that join the team? Way. But there is some good talent there, though, like the – I guess Lithuania is not. Oh, there's absolutely good talent there. Yeah. There's absolutely. There's so many guys that come across and become NBA studs. And Dunphy is overall, this is his 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 goal. And I think we've said this in the previous episodes, but you can't get NIL deals if you're over if you come from another country. Mm-hmm. You're you you are not allowed to participate in the, this new NIL landscape. So it's an advantage for us. And I trust Dunphy. I mean, he you, must you, got you said connect. it. Fran Fischel is the guy. He knows everything. They're boys. <laughs> he goes over there. He's trying to find the Bo Cruz. He's trying to find him for sure. And when you think about it, it's the it's the best thing we can do here. It's the best thing we can do here. So I'm 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 really happy when I hear any kind of praise yeah, for true. these international guys because it could totally be a, a miss instead of a hit. Like we could totally whiff on these guys. Oh, We've given seen the track it for, record. Oh, given we, the track record of international guys here. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'll take any, it. We, yeah, I, I agree. I we agree. haven't seen many guys come in with praise like these international guys. I will say that over the past few years, I don't think I don't think I've seen much chatter online about these guys. Maybe like Dumphy could be this is another stretch. Could be like this year's like Mark Adams. You know, Beard, oh, you know, okay. left Texas Tech and like, oh, this old guy from Texas Tech, he's like doing good good work there. I mean I don't know what I, you know, I don't want to go too high, but I mean, Dunphy is a really good coach and maybe he's, you know, finding a couple diamonds in the rough. You never know with these guys. You really can't, you can't predict anything. First off, it, it, even though Rossi got access to Tom goal arena, I think our predictions are still just as valid as his. Yeah. Even if we haven't seen them play at all. Did he put out his preseason rankings for the Atlantic 10? Cause it's, he, he he didn't put them out yet, right? No, we're, I don't we're think probably he did. Still, we're not that high, probably. We're probably still like, I don't know, 12 to 14. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's no way we're sniffing middle of the pack until yeah. we prove it. it it's going to stay that way for a while. No, I think that this team is just is going to be a total crapshoot aside from Khalil Brantley. I, I don't even know about Anwar Gill, man. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen there. You don't think he'll, like, dump, he'll, you know, break out under Dumphy? I, I feel like he's a good defensive player. And I feel like that could happen. I just had a very go ahead. Sorry. I asked a question and I kept talking. It's okay. I feel like he could, he could be good. He could be, it could not be as good. I feel like he could, he could walk in there and work with Dunphy and become our biggest defensive asset uh, on the team. 
but I could also see it not working out for him. Yeah. You know, when new coaches oh, come in and install their systems, some guys fall in and some guys fall out. You know what that's I mean? That's true. That's true. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So that's why I just really don't know. The only guy I know that is a dog and like gets buckets is Khalil Brantley. That man can, he, his whole, his whole brand is one-on-one. His whole brand is like, I'm going to beat you. ISO ball. Yeah, I'm going to beat my man. And, and I think that that is few and far between on our team. Our yeah. team definitely has a, a system that they need to operate within, except for Khalil Brantley. He's the only guy that can do can freestyle, so yeah. to speak. He likes those elbow J's. He does. He does. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out a little bit more about the roster in two weeks as they have the opening practice on October 16th. I believe it's at six or six thirty, maybe six o'clock. And then a QA at um, I think Deeks Barbecue after. Um so that was fun last year. It was the first time they did it. Um, it was kind of cool. You know, I feel like we were the only ones there who asked Ashley Howard questions. Um, <laughs> you know, us and our buddy, um, Mike, who also sits with us. But it was kind of cool, you know, that one one time. So it'll be cool asking, you know, Dumphy a couple – or Ashley Howard at the time a couple questions. So I'm sure we'll be prepared to ask Dumphy some questions. We were not prepared for Ashley. We didn't know that there was going to be a Q&A, Q&A and session. We were like, oh, like kids in the candy store. Yeah, we were. We, we, we'll we be prepared this time. Also, yeah. we, he didn't know that we were the gold standard. Although, do you think he? No. No, he didn't know, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Those guys. <laughs> Fran doesn't know either. He's not on Twitter. He'll just mm-hmm. think, that's oh, who are want, these? That's what you want to think. Yeah. <laughs> you think he is a burner? He might. I mean, there's a dude, the, the one Twitter account. Maybe it is really him. Okay. I doubt it. <laughs> LaSalle B-Ball 1. That's that one account. Whoever no, you no, are. No, no, like it's, there's an account called like Dumpy's Burner or Dumpy's something. Oh, you don't talk, yeah. You've seen that. You don't talk about Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this is official yet. I just want to uh, change topics to something a little, um, yeah, change topics. And I believe LaSalle is going to move forward with the arena project. Um as they've gotten, I believe, $12 million in gifts, and it doesn't include the Glazer gift. Yes. Um, Thank you to our sources for providing some a little bit of insight because we've been we've been waiting for more info for a waiting long time. Waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and, and waiting. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really exciting news. I can't wait until that actually happens. You know, the next step, I guess, is one step of announcing it, and hopefully people – um donate to that because i mean it would be huge because you know we're you know our facilities are decades and decades behind and if we want to compete and you know never competitive atlantic 10 uh we need the resources and facilities uh to do so so this is definitely a step in the right direction um it's sad that we had to learn about it through just one of our sources dming us like we wish that there would be more news brought out yeah, into the I don't public. Know why it's like a back channel, but I, yeah, we appreciate you know the information we're given. Yeah, so that's good that we we feel like we can see a an end in, in sight. Like we we feel like we have a goal, and they're going to tell us exactly how much we need yeah. to raise remaining. And they'll they'll I I hope you know that's why we brought in President Allen. He's a fundraising guru, so. You know, let's see what they can do because the goal is set. We know, well, we think we know <laughs> what needs to be done to get us across the finish line. Now they just need to push it into high gear and get anyone else that might be a casual observer 
to get involved and put some money down. So, yes, I mean, that, that's good news. I'm curious, you know, the next steps, you know, if they reach certain thresholds of their goal, which I don't think it's been announced, if they eventually announce like a timeline of when, you know, construction's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, the dates of um, completion dates and all that kind of stuff. So, but this is definitely a step in the right direction, probably step one. And hopefully there will be more steps down the line as they yeah. uh, receive more toward the capital campaign. I think I saw, I don't know if it was an email that they're looking to hire someone um, to help with fundraising. And I know that was, um, that's like Dan Allen's calling card, but I think I saw a position open with that. So I was like, so if that's open, they must, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, that's not, I mean, that's not what I do. So I'm just curious how that kind of works. Um, I guess make a lot of phone calls to alumni. I guess, I mean, that's, or, you know, the big time donors, I guess that's how you do that. But um, so I, I saw that and I was like, all right, I guess that's a step in the right direction. As I, I saw think this as well. I, I think overall, this means that the big time donors are, have been exhausted. Right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like once, right. once you probably, go public, yeah. that means that means you've gone all you've done all the back channeling. You've talked to everybody yeah. the big, that is like, yeah. yeah, the heavy hitters that yeah. don't want to like go, you, you know, they want to be involved. They want to be the first to get involved and, and they're, they're not willing. They don't want to make like a splash or anything like that, but they want to get this train rolling, you know, in a private way. I'd love to know how many like what we just said, how many they actually reached out to, like how many people do you think are considered like the heavy hitters? Like, yeah. Out of that, like how, out of that 12 million they received, how many people do you think they actually reached out to? I'm just very, I'm very, very curious. I would love to know a number. Yeah. Is it in, I don't know. I would say that you think it's in like a hundred to people. Like, well, we know that it's like thousand people. We, we know that LaSalle's endowment is not great compared no. to other schools. Oh, no. That makes me think that we're below average as far as heavy hitters, as you said. I, oh. I, I think that we're, we're definitely below average. I just don't know what that average would be. I, I yeah, guess I'm we'd have to, to throw look, a number out there. Yeah, I guess we'd have to look at like what St. Joe's does and just subtract like half. Because <laughs> St. Joe's is right. Well, they, they got that new facility coming there... down the road. And they, they're, they're rocking right now, I feel like, as far as money goes do you know if uh i mean I, from, I guess i could probably ask this myself but you know how they have like the LaSalle magazine yeah do you know if there's like thir- certain like donor thresholds because i know in my high school if there was like donor thresholds you would see all the people listed that have donated an x amount i'm curious like the next LaSalle magazine if it would say like you know, you're at the blue and gold tier, you donated X amount. And then it would have like, you're at the Explorer, you're fit, like whatever number. Oh. I'm curious. I, I would love, I don't think, I don't I think a, that's, I don't think that's might, public information, especially no. if it's not that many people. No, not them, but I'm saying maybe they could fall under that. And maybe they'd be like, oh, maybe that's people they would, I'm just trying to think out loud here. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way to quantify this yeah. on, in our world that's as a my, fan. That's my, yeah. We can merely just go onto the message boards and yeah. talk with those that think they have sources. And, you know, we, we ourselves have a lot of sources. So we're, once again, this is all kind of just back channeling, hearing what, hearing rumors. It sucks that we can't get anything definite still. No. And so that's what we're forced to do. Yeah, and that's a microcosm of just how everybody does here, like giving money wise. Everybody is just 
behind the like, scenes. Yeah. You really never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Any rarely do we see good news publicized from the donation department, like as far as directly going to the basketball program, aside from um, the one alum who played golf and loved the basketball team. I gave the 500K to each. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that in a long time, Rich. Have you like that? That announcement that came out was was big time. I I, and and it it never happened. It it never happens in general, right? Like, uh, when's the last time you've seen when's the last time you've seen someone like that pop out with with a nice write up about somebody giving a lot of money? Oh, it doesn't happen often. It happens. It's uh, happened twice since we I, graduated. I, I would say like happens like once every five years. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. And that literally checks out to what you just said. Yeah. So that just tells you all you need to know about how tough it is to fundraise. So I, I think that we're, we're, we're getting to a place where there's some momentum from what we were hearing behind the scenes. That's, that's basically all but we can say right now. I'm curious though, like how you market this, right? If you're LaSalle, you're like, oh, you know, we announced this. We have $12 million. We have, I don't know, let's just say the whole project is $35 million. So they have $23 million to go. How do you market that to your alumni? Being like, you know, we have this project on the way. I want, like, what would, I mean, I guess I'm asking the wrong person because we're very loyal to LaSalle. But what has to happen for you to, like, you know, open up, you know, the checkbook per se, you know, give, you know, whatever you can give, $20, $50, $100, whatever. Like, because I feel like this is kind of a big deal. I know, you know, like if they build this, this is pretty a pretty cool thing. And it would like, oh, if they build this, you know, I would actually come, you know, I'll give, you know, $50 because I'll, you know, I'll enjoy coming to this arena. But it might be like, I don't know how you have to market that strategically for, you know, to get a lot of people would say no. Or, you know, if this person didn't call to give, you know, money 50 whatever toward it i'm just curious that strategy like i I think you you got to get in front of people yeah and become like make a personal relationship you we all know that day of giving involves many cold calls no one wants that and no one yeah people don't like that we have some people there still that we can recognize right rich i know a lot Mm -hmm. of people have left yeah, that a lot, we, a lot, the game change, like big time lifers. Yeah. That we would love to have a conversation with. If some of our favorite employees came over to us and talked to us and had lunch with us and tried, you know, I think I'd be 10 times more. Oh, that's true. Make it, to yeah, give yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So you have to take that alumni base yeah. and kind of segment them out. I would, this is yeah, totally talk, off the yeah, wall. Yeah, you're right. But Kiss babies. You, talk, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to do that stuff. You take, like I was saying about Baptiste back, like you got to like, you know, be personal with people because you're yeah. personal with people and increase the likelihood that they'll give or they'll come back. It'll yeah. make it a memorable experience. And I feel like that's what, you know, some of these teachers, you know, who used to be there that, you know, they, you know, it's all about that kind of like elevator pitch because you're only going to see people for a certain amount of time, but it's important to make that impression on them. So yeah, that's definitely, you know, what's going to, what should happen or what needs to happen in this type of scenario. If you can uh, send out like a survey that includes like all the professors mm-hmm. that they think you've had during our year. So we were there from 09 to 13. Mm-hmm. If they could send us an email and just check a box, who was your favorite professors? Obviously, Brother Jerry would get a lot of people checking that box. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if they can identify our favorite professors and our favorite faculty and, and even alumni, other alumni, and, and 
if they have that data somewhere, then that's an easy connection. Like somehow there needs to be that connection made about those, those good times that we had. There's guys, there's people there that we would love to reconnect with, but it just hasn't happened. So it, I think that they just need to build up a communication system that, that connects us with our old friends, our old, uh, the old faculty that we used to be with. You know what I mean? I, I, it, it is yeah, absolutely 110% personal. And Baptiste, remember when Baptiste pushed that video out of him asking people to give? We're like, whoa, he just put his face out there finally. Like, we finally are yeah, hearing more exactly. from him. I was like, did he hear me? Like, yeah. I'm not going to take responsibility, but I was like, finally. And it was, I saw his face everywhere that day giving. I was like, where has this been? Like, you, you've been yeah. here for a few years. Like, why now? Yeah. Like, it, like, it, it's obvious. It's so obvious. I feel like- for the test now, buddy. Like, you, yeah. Like, I was like, wow, I see your face all over the place. Like in this one day, I was like, where's, where have you been? Yeah. Where have you been? Like if in Baptiste, the bunker? I don't know. Yeah. You know, if Baptiste sat down with us one day and talked with us, we'd be like 10 times more likely to give. Oh, I, I would probably be, you know, sending in bouquets. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be sending in bouquets. I'd be so positive all Baptiste. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Fran the Dunphy. Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. Fran Dunphy. Everyone loves Fran. Like, yeah. The man has to coach the team, unfortunately, but. If we can get Fran and Fran Dunphy adjacent people, like people that have that same love for the school and people that we all loved and remembered when we were there, it it's a no brainer. So yeah. it, it it all starts at homecoming. It all starts at getting the getting the old gang back together. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to to have a, an atmosphere that's positive. When we go, we love to reconnect with everyone there. It's a great time. I will say that. I will plug that. Homecoming is always a good time because you never know yeah. who you're going to see pop out of the woodwork. <laughs> it is like a mini, it is like a mini reunion, which scares some people. But I, I think that it, the people that are in that building during homecoming, which is typically one of the busiest games of the day, yeah. every oh. one of those people needs to be, have a touch point. It's probably just an email or something basic, but even more so, I think there just that, needs to be more conversations. That kind of is huge. If yeah. I was them and a marketing team on homecoming, I'm pushing that hard. Yeah. yeah. Like get all this faculty out there, brother Jerry. I want to see brother Jerry. (laughs) They got to chat it up. They got to send out, you know, all the lifers. Send out brother Jerry Fitzgerald, Molyneux, all all the people in likelihood. They got to send them out, and they got to do what they got to do. And they got to talk about the arena. They'll show everybody these detailed plans, and here's our goals. Because we honestly would be giving money to something that we don't know is it going to happen. We need all the plans laid out before us. If yeah. we can't be a team, if we all don't know what's going on. So I feel like we've, we've covered the gamut here. I feel like we've I got just, a, a yeah. solid rant in about LaSalle. <laughs> ad nauseum. Once again, ad nauseum. Absolutely. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. I thought you were a basketball podcast. Right. <laughs> we do have a few um, other topics, right. To finish this thing out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess another thing, you know, I guess our last podcast was actually I looked this up. So it was August 15th. And I think um, by then, the conference dates weren't out. And, you know, we were real optimistic because there were some, you know, um, places we haven't been before. And we're hoping that some of the game, those games would be on the weekends. So um, and fortunately the two at the top of our list, you know, are during the week. Um, but we still might, we still might do, um, a road trip. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. And I feel like, I mean, the, 
highest likelihood at this point is probably Rhode Island or Mason and maybe slim, slim chance of St. Louis. Like that would yeah. be pretty cool, but you never know. Uh, but I feel like those three may be one of the closer ones. I mean, St. St. Louis, that would, we would fly there. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if we can disclose details about St. Louis, maybe at a later date. Um, Let's just so- say that Gumby is involved. <laughs> and if you follow A10 Twitter, you'll know what we mean. But overall, Rich, when we looked at this, when we looked at this schedule, we were like, this sucks. So like this is terrible. We were all excited and we saw the dates and we we're like, none we of these really months. work we were out. Excited for, us. for months and months. And our month friend literally asked me almost every day for a week. When are the dates coming out? When are the dates coming out? When are the dates coming out? I was like, oh September, first week of September, first week of September. And after all that buzz, it's like, I was excited for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was very um, unsatisfying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. No offense to our SLU and Mason and Rhode Island fans out there, but it's not, it's not what we wanted to go to. But we, we do have to do all of them, though, Rich. So this is an opportunity to do one of those places that we weren't really thrilled to do but we and gotta we need check to it take off advantage the of the time because we don't know how <laughs> we need to take exactly. advantage of our years in the a10 yep you never know what could happen who knows what bernadette's up to yeah commissioner bernadette bernadette you hear that song no no you have a deep you have a deep catalog yeah, no, music. it's a it's a motown song <laughs> um yeah so yeah the two Places I really want to go to on the weekend, and I think we'll do a poll. We'll have to settle. We'll yeah, see what we'll other people think about it. We'll do a it, poll. It was cool though, because I feel like last year we didn't decide until the last minute that we were going to do Duquesne, and that was a lot of fun. That, like yeah. that was a really good time. Yeah. Um, if we get if we get snowed out on these like of our top choices, you never know. We still might go. Like we might go somewhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We'll we'll leave Philly at some point. Um, and I guess another announcement that came out from the Atlantic 10, not like it, it affects us, <laughs> but um... <laughs> stop, Rich. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. Atlantic 10 is moving the tournament um, up a day to Tuesday and they're taking Friday as an off day. I, I, I don't like that decision at all because I feel like, you know, as a, an A10 Twitter community, we have a group chat with a bunch of people who support the other teams in Atlantic 10. And Friday is always the day that, you know, the, the last eight teams goes, you know, in Barclay, you know, this year it's the Barclays Center. So I feel like it's kind of a neutral location compared to uh, DC, which I feel like is, I mean, I guess DC is too, but I feel like Barclays is even better. Um, and so Friday was the day that a lot of people, you know, get together, but now they're not going to have games on Friday. So it's Thursday, a Saturday. And, like Thursday's a weekday. People are still working. Like Friday starts the weekend and you just take that day off. But I don't like that at all. Like it's I don't awful. know whose idea that was, but I guess it's not about, I don't, I don't know. I, I hate it. I don't know who that, if you have people traveling, it's going to be harder. I, I don't like it at all. It's a big slap in the face to the fans. It must be some, there must be some sort of reasoning behind the scenes as far as a team operation standpoint with, with guys getting worn out playing the first few games. It's a it's a conference tournament though. I mean, come on. Are we are when you do a tournament, 
you're expected to push through and play like, every day, like, every day. On. Yeah. Only the strong survive, but I guess this, this is a changing of the guard in a sense. And I hope, I hope when we expand or decrease the amount of teams in this conference, they change it back. You know what I mean? Is it because yeah, there's 15 horrible. teams now? Uh, it's a weird move. Yeah, it's really weird from the fans perspective. Like we, everybody's upset about it and we can't meet up with our, our, our buddies. Yeah. I mean, We've met up a few people. We've met a decent people, amount of people so far. But I feel like by not having it on Friday makes it, you know, more difficult for that. Cause I feel like that'd be, you know, a fun time to meet up and yeah, you know, chat it up and you know, um talk A10 hoops. This would never happen at in it in Atlantic City at Boardwalk Hall. That's all I'm saying. This would never happen. What the Friday one happened, or they would they wouldn't have you think this is a a Barclay thing, or you think this is an A10 thing? It's an A10 thing, right? Why would it matter where they play? I don't know. I'm just trying oh, to push oh, people sorry. to the <laughs> to the boardwalk hall. I'm just yeah. trying to push people back to Atlantic City. That casino money? Yeah, man. Yeah. Every day well, Friday is Friday versus Thursday. Yeah. Oh, oh well. We we move on. I, I think we'll be okay. It's just is very annoying, and we're we're just gonna have to find other ways to link up with our our A10 folks. So recently an article was written by Mike Jensen and we learned that uh, Mamadou Dukore, who is our, one of our big men on the team, he, he is seeking help for his mother in, in Mali, West Africa. Um, so it's, it's a tough story. She, he's, he's basically like left her behind, right? Like he, he is pursuing his dreams overseas in the United States and he, I just think it's a really good story because for 20 years, his mother has been living in the same home where their living environment has become unsafe and unsanitary. So she shares a space with a family of 15. Wow. Can you imagine? No. I can't imagine that. And so the condition of her home is deteriorating. I, I'm seeing that there, like, from what I've read, there's been leaks in the ceiling. Oh. Um, and... God. I think that she hurt her leg and so she got injured. Um, and so he is using what he can over in America. He's going to send his money to her to help her with her basic needs. So, wow. which is, which is so selfless for him. Like I, I just admire that so much and I had no idea that he was going through this. So I really think all of us should support whether you are a LaSalle fan an a 10 basketball fan or just anything, just just a sports fan in general, or or you know, just want to extend a helping hand. Uh, we tweeted the GoFundMe page, and we can tweet it again. It looks like there are there's already already been twenty three thousand dollars raised, wow. which is fantastic. Well, that's huge. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. So let let's all uh, pitch in and help out one of one of our guys on the LaSalle team. I just think that that's that's the least we could do considering yeah, the world and you never know what someone's going through you no, never really no, you know. never so, do you never know what's so that just like. that just that just hit home a lot so mm-hmm. uh definitely consider giving some money to the decora family and and uh we wish them all the best so that's that's all i had to say about that yeah i mean it's tough being you know you never know what other people you know are going through and being in other people's shoes so yep. um you know i give him a credit all the credit a lot of credit for doing that and um you know, I hope he's able to raise, you know, enough money for, you know, his mom to make it and hopefully, um, 
yeah from maybe have a bigger place and um you know to live under you know better conditions definitely definitely um do you have anything else or uh should we wrap it up yeah no let's wrap it up uh i feel like overall there is some optimism despite most most reports saying that we're going to be in the bottom of the A10. It, it's hard still not to get excited about this stuff. We we live for it, and we're really excited to see this thing get going. I saw there was obviously a media day or whatever you want to call it. Our 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 guys on the squad were were dressed up and getting photos taken, same uniforms. So I'm a little when, bit bummed about that. I saw the, when's the A10 media day thing? So I know like last oh. year they had some on ESPN Plus. When is that? Was that that or is that? Because I feel like I was like I watched a bunch of that. When, There's definitely more. That? There's definitely okay, more. Okay. I, I, we we just saw the local schools, each school's media day, okay, where they took photos of the, the team and stuff like that. We saw them in their uniforms. They were the same. Whatever. I wish Adidas would, you know, throw us a bone once in a while, but we we play on. Yeah. Whatever. The media day for the whole A10 should be coming up, maybe like a week I'll or two prior yeah. to the season. They got to kind of boost the whole college basketball scene that way. So yeah, we're excited. And and if anybody's going to Jamaica and wants to throw us a few tickets, let us know. We'll uh, we'll sing your praises on on our Twitter and our podcast. <laughs> right, Rich? I mean, I'd be down to go. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's our that's a our shot in the dark there. But we'll see what happens. We'll see who comes out of the woodwork. And uh, I think that that's all we have for for this episode, Rich. Let's yeah, hope that the it. Phillies. I know, I know, you know, college basketball is right around the corner, but can't believe we've, it. We've got our Phillies making the playoffs potentially. They will. They Knock will. On wood. And we got the Eagles four and zero. So they look good. Yeah, yeah. So Phillies back, baby. Phillies back. The Explorers are going to make a run this year. They're going to be back too. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Dumphy's back. Right. He knows ball. Yeah. He, he's got that dog in him. Yep. All right. So as always, please like, rate, review, DM us, tweet us. Let us know how we're doing, especially if you're a Villanova fan. We really want to hear from you guys a lot more. Where have you been? Are there any Nova fans out there? I'm not really sure. Can't really tell. But in any event, regardless, regardless of what happens, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.